0: Heyo, we got a lot to cover today, but celebrating a year, a year ago, I was preparing for the first local love pop-up and it was such a whirlwind of emotions and to be in the place that I am just in a year is incredible. And I think speaks to the entire idea of local, which is to put entrepreneurs in doing their business right when we are selling we can make decisions that are real instead of sitting in in this like risk situation where you're just going ah, I don't know should I try this should I try this and I've seen entrepreneurs grow so much um, selling at local just in them being able to make decisions based off of actual data credible, data of people seeing their products and and having those conversations. And it's, it's powerful stuff. So I, I grew from my own doing, and I never expected that to be something that manifested in local. Um, but this concept of activation and, and doing and making decisions, um, more is is really powerful and that's where i started that's how i got my start just carrying boxes and boxes of shirts i wasn't sure would sell um it was really an incredible way to start this journey let's go welcome to the death of a dream podcast where we do dreams And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons, we've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Heyo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. This is a journey, an entire journey of what it looks like to be very much in this place of of disgust, really, with life. And that's where I feel like I started in. I was just angry about mostly everything. Everything. And I felt like... I had everything that I asked for, and I still felt angry. And what I would realize over time is that anger is mostly a a choice, and I was actively choosing my situation. And I would say more passively, active. But, you know, when we are staying stuck somewhere and we know that we are capable of more, anger isn't movement. It's it's staying stuck. And that, that's where I was choosing to stay stuck because I was choosing not to do anything about it. And so at the start of this show, it really was the exploration of that. What do you do when life is good, but never feeling good enough. Like I never let myself taste any portion of success. There was always this push to climb higher. And once I got to where I was going, it would never be enough. And I would just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until I don't know what was going to happen in that plot line. I feel like I was going to waste my entire life trying to get to the next thing, never appreciating or enjoying my current situation. And that's where the anger was coming from. It was never enough. And so this whole podcast was that, that journey of what does it look like to decide what your life looks like? What would it look like to dream again? Like I did when I was 18 and I had never given myself permission to do that because that dream died. It didn't happen. I didn't do that. I didn't get to be that person. That one that I dreamt about that I spent so many years trying to be. And so I just kind of thought, well, then you don't get to dream. You just settle into your life from here. And I had definitely given up. I had given up my power and my ability to decide my life. Because I failed to get to one dream. I was like, nope, dreams are off the table for you now. (laughs) If you didn't make it, you weren't supposed to. You're destined to live a life of mediocrity. Good luck. And... That was a terrible way for me to live life, you know, as someone who is a a dreamer an enthusiast, like a a person who, who literally lives for this. I was just kind of going along for nothing. And I don't know i I think I am thankful every day that this platform exists and that you can do it from your home. And I am thankful that this has become a place where I worked through a lot of stuff that was holding me back from my true potential in this life. And, yeah, now here I am. At the start of that, I thought that I wanted to, write books and, 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 and help people dream. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. Like, uh, that's a pretty random thing. You're, you're going to change people's lives by writing books and helping people dream, like make a business out of that. I dare you. Um, (laughs) here we are. And I didn't ask for one business. I asked for multiple streams and, and, A lot of variety and different things that I could do with that. And I feel like, you know, five years into the quest now, it it feels aligned. It feels great even. And it's been a crazy journey from there to here. And I, I don't think I could have asked for a more amazing one, you know? What an amazing life and opportunity we have. And that is my great thing today is just like how far I've come in this journey. You know, I used to like really sweat the small stuff and and, and be really concerned about things being perfect. And what I've learned over this last year is that. Things being done is sometimes all that we can do, and that's okay. Like, we can always learn from that, and we don't know. We don't know what's needed unless we do it. And and so getting myself even into this do mentality of what business looks like. And, and instead of just staying on the sidelines I being like, I could never do that. Oh, I don't know. That seems like a risk. The whole thing's a risk. And and becoming better acquainted with risk and understanding which ones are good to take and which ones aren't. And and taking all of them anyways. <laughs> and learning some of the things the hard way. And going back and saying, well, we, we wouldn't do that again, <laughs> but now we know. And people can sit from the sidelines and go, well, that, that's a dumb move. I wouldn't do that. You don't know. till so you get in there and you experience what it feels like and you experience what it is. You don't know. and so i am grateful every day to to be here to be doing this to have something that i'm building with my family to be building something where i can still experience my family <laughs> you know i i was the person who didn't take vacation like when i left my job i had about 2 months worth of PTO. I literally just stockpiled all of my PTO because I was like, well, if someone gets sick, if something happens, I have two kids. Of course they're going to get sick. Of course I'm going to need to take off two months of time. So I just kept stockpiling it out of fear from, you know, the million times that my kids had gotten sick before. And once they got a little bit older, it got a little bit easier and I didn't need to stockpile like that, but we didn't take vacation. I didn't live my life. I lived my life in fear of taking vacation, of missing an email, even though there were a million people to cover what I could do. I mean, like, it's crazy how much fear I had of leaving, leaving just, just to leave for two days. Yikes, couldn't do that. And so, yeah, I had, I think two and a half months of PTO built up, and I am certain that there are companies that are like, we could never let someone build up like that. But I didn't leave. I was the person that didn't take vacations. I didn't. I would be out for a sick kid once in a while. And I would say, even if my kid was sick for a long time, I would still find a way to come in, even if it was bringing them or it was giving them to a relative. I mean... I wasn't gone very often. And, you know, to think about how many years I wasted buying into this narrative that I wasn't replaceable or that that someone else couldn't do my job or that I couldn't trust that someone else could do it or that I couldn't leave and, and be okay with it not getting done. It's just crazy to me. And now there really is no one to replace me in what I'm doing. And yet I feel more free to leave than I ever have. And I think it's just having that healthy balance and and understanding that this is one thing and there are a million things to experience in this life. And if this one experience isn't everything that we thought it was going to be. There are a million and one more. And so experience all the things, go on the trips, take the risk, enjoy life. It's okay. If we miss a comment or a, a, a like or something, it's okay. Or a post, it's okay. And, um, you know, that, that really comes from this learning of it's okay if it's not perfect. We're just going to go and and keep going and figure out what to do from there. That's what we're going to do. It's going to be perfect. Kind of can't wait so that's my great thing just continuing to learn continuing to learn and love where we're at so go ahead and take time for yourself recognize yourself for your greatness oh my friends one year ago today I was prepping for the first local love pop-up and this was like I barely made it onto a vendor list for my hometown celebration or or festival festies as we call it. And, um, I barely made it onto that list, but I made it. And I remember loading because my screen printer had set, I like wanted to keep the order low. I'm like, listen, not that many people pre-ordered. I don't know if this will be a thing. He's like, you need to make money. So you need to order more shirts. And I don't know if it was I need to make money or he needs to make money. It's hard to tell. Um, (laughs) But I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know anything about this. That makes sense. Sure. Let's order four boxes of shirts for my first pop-up that no one really pre-ordered any shirts. Let's do that. Good idea. And so... (laughs) About a month before I start prototyping how these shirts are going to go in this fixture, and I only had one fixture at that point. I'm like, it's going to be perfect, it'll be perfect for shirts, except for shirts didn't stand up in the fixture because the fixture was an old pharmacy's nylon fixture. And so, I'm like, well, if we copy that concept, right? Like, nylons are typically held in these cardboard, like a a lighter cardboard type thing. And I could imagine what this fixture used to look like when it was, it was functioning in its original state. And so I'm like, well, we just need to, to reimagine that. And so I start trying to build my own out of just craft paper and tape and, and cellophane and I wanted the shirt to peek through because I'm like, if the shirt doesn't peek through, you're not going to know what shirt it is. So we got to make a window in this. And it probably took me to to find a prototype that actually worked. It, it took me about two days to figure this out. And I finally find one that I can make in about five minutes each. Well, I have four boxes of shirts. So five minutes per shirt is an insane amount of time. And as I'm looking at my time just dwindled down leading up to this pop-up, I'm going, oh, that's not going to work. We're not going to be able to do that. So I have to scrap that. Then I start looking on Amazon, like what's out there that's, that's close to this idea. And I find some food packaging that I'm like sturdy that could work. We can slide it in. We can zip lock it shut. I I like that. So I ordered those. Well, the problem with food packaging is that usually it's uh it has a even if it's craft paper looking, um it has a wax coating over it because if you're going to put food in there, obviously we don't want it to stick to the packaging. And so we got the food packaging, but we couldn't put stamps on it. It fit. It it worked well enough. Um, i couldn't put stamps on it so i was like okay well that idea doesn't work either so then it's just like assessing your materials and what works and so i'm looking at all of the things that come in this craft paper type color right like i know that that's important and finally i'm like well okay what else So at some point, and I don't remember who pointed that out, but like lunch bags, (sniffs) I'm like, okay, lunch bags could work. Same color as the craft paper. Definitely less time. How can we make that happen? And then it was like, we're trying to construct these lunch bags and I'm trying to figure out how to have this cutout window. And then I was like, you don't need a cutout window. If we stamp size and shirt on there, we really don't need a cutout window. And we had the stamp. So this is perfect. <laughs> so we start prototyping the lunch packs. We know that we got to cut the bottom out. And we got to kind of custom size this for what it looks like. So we start measuring those out and, and how do we fold and how do we do that? <laughs> and These take a lot less time. We can crank these out in about under a minute really to cut and tape and fold and then stamp. And so we start doing that at insane rates. We got to package all of these shirts and get the shirts about a week before. And we're putting these bags together. And since it's the first time, it's like, everything is new. So you don't know how long it's going to take and you don't know how many people you're going to need. And so luckily my sister would come usually with daycare kids or maybe not even, but definitely with her kids. And so we're kind of running a cousin daycare and we're folding these bags. My other sister would come over to help fold and stamp bags. And we're like knocking out as many bags as we can because I ordered an insane amount of shirts and All of this, what I want to say is all of this work for something that could peter out entirely. I mean, no one had to buy these shirts. Inevitably, this was a huge risk because you're talking about selling a shirt at a festival where most things are under $5. And I'm talking about selling a $25 shirt. And so people having that much cash on hand, people having that much want or willingness or desire to buy a shirt while they're at a festival, like you have no idea. And considering how few people pre-ordered, it was real nerve wracking. Like, ooh, Lord, yikes. Are we sure? Are we totally sure? Um, and I, I, I wasn't all that sure. (laughs) I was like, um, no, 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 no. Uh, and you know, because I wasn't sure, but my husband also wasn't sure as we're loading up all these boxes, um, and we put in all this work to this one pop-up. I didn't have a, sh- a choice of being unsure at that point. Um, so even if under the grumbling of all of the uncertainty was like, it's do or die. It's now or never. We got to go. We got to go. That's it. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, it's time. Here we go. This will be great. We are going to sell out. We are going to make money on this venture. We got this. We got this. And so many things had to fall into place in order for that first one to happen. And we had to have all of these bags and, and going into this town, we realized that my phone doesn't work there. So we don't even have a point of sale. And I'm like, well, listen, if we don't have a point of sale, we don't wanna take everybody's cash, right? Cause you're at a festival and you know that the five other things you're gonna do tonight, take only cash. So if we're going to sell at this higher price point on this main street, we have to have a point of sale that accepts cards. That is do or die for this. And so I have to run around, literally go to the U.S. Cellular Store, like take out a plan so that we can have an iPad that accepts cards and like Which was something we were gonna have to do anyway. So it wasn't that crazy, but it was just like, man. And then they don't even end up having the iPad that we need. And so they have to like go to Manchester, Iowa, or somewhere crazy. I mean, a couple hours away to rescue this thing. And they are like, Hail Mary passing it as I'm leaving town to get to this thing on the first night that we're available for sale. And I can't even pick it up because I'm like, why? I got to go. I got to go. And we're going to have to figure out what to do if you can't get it to us. And then it's like, okay, I'm leaving. But my mom was leaving about an hour after me. And they're like, yep, we'll we'll be there within the hour. We can get it to her. And so my mom picks it up and brings it there. And before the sale starts, we get our POS up and running. (laughs) We Get the iPad out of the package. We have it all working and it works. We have all of the shirts in the fixture that I imagined. We um, packaged enough of those in order to make it work. It was like everything came together because everything comes together. When you continue to just follow that, this is where you're supposed to be. This is the path. This is the amount of shirts that we need. This is where we're supposed to go. This is it. There is no worry. There is no concern. We're doing this thing. We're doing it. This is it. And I... (laughs) <laughs> you know, as I'm just sitting there like, hey, you know, I wasn't just going, Hannah, this is a lot of shirts. This is a lot of shirts. So here's how we do our pop-ups. They're local love pop-ups. So the shirts are for that town and that town only. If they don't sell, there is no selling it in another town. There is no taking on stock and carrying it around forever. That's it. You get one shot. If these don't move, you're in trouble. And so my husband's looking back at this four boxes of shirts and he's going, what are you going to do? What if this doesn't work? And I'm like, it's going to work. It's going to work. We're going to sell enough to make a profit. It's going to work. And under my breath, I'm going, fuck, this better work. This better work. This better work and my my more bold self is going it's gonna work it's gonna work the only option right because that's where you're gonna get in any adventure that you take at that point we were too far gone the only option was it for it to work and so there is no point in thinking about anything else but the success of this thing That's it. Shirts are ordered. In hand. There is no going back. If it rained or stormed and no one came to the festival. And we had to leave with all of these shirts. Dang. What are we going to do now? Well, we'd sell them online, right? But like, not the same. And it didn't matter. Like, none of that mattered. All that mattered was that we stayed focused. Like, listen, this has got, this is going to work. This is going to work. That's the option at this point. Not making it. Having a stunted sale. Putting our tail between our legs and walking home with four boxes of shirts. Possibility, but not the focus. The focus from here because we're already in past where we can escape this safely, the focus here is to just go. Go, sell, market, make it happen. And so many people kept coming up like, yeah, I kept seeing these shirts. I saw them everywhere. Wow. I have to have one. I, I know they're so cute. I got to have one. And we just start selling out of shirts left and right. Like, Oh, I don't have that one in that size. And so then that, that market's even more. Hey, we're selling out really quick. So if you want one of these shirts, you better not sit and wait. And people experienced that. They were like, Ooh, I missed out. I loved that one. I wanted that one in that size. Ah, and it was a bummer sauce. It really was. But it was amazing. And I think that's just the reality. Like, once you get to that, there is no going back point. The only thing you can focus on is it happening. And really, that's the only place we should focus any of our energy And maybe that's the whole point of the do-centric concept. You have to put yourself in a position where there is no going back here. And why wouldn't you? You know? We're not turning back. And... Riding to town with all of those shirts. I cannot tell you the feeling in my gut. Like, oh crap. This is big. And you realize, and I've realized now, after making four boxes of shirt moves over the last year, about uh you know, 20 some times since then. And you just go, okay, it's go time. That's it. It's not, oh, no, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if are done. You're past what if. You're in what now. And that's just the reality of it. Once it's ordered, once it's done, it's just done. What now has to take over. And I think getting better in the what now philosophy, right? in this movement, entrepreneurship, doing the thing, um, and reacting to what now is one of my favorite parts of being a founder. <laughs> that is the job of the founder, right? Like, and you bite off little chunks of that as you go is, is what you realize, you know, and first it was learning that my vision for a prototype, even though good, maybe doesn't work out. And so your ability to be malleable and just keep moving and figuring out where to go is really important. Okay. That fixture doesn't work or that packaging doesn't work. Where do we go from here? And people aren't looking to other people. They're not looking to the internet. They're not looking to the YouTube. They're looking to you. Where do we go from here, Hannah? We can't make a million of those. What do we do now? Uh, um, nope. No time to think. You just got to keep moving. There is no time for tears and going, oh, no, that didn't work. I don't know what's going to work now. It's like, okay, what's next? You can't produce those. Beautiful, beautiful idea. Doesn't work. Okay, it takes too long to package those. Can we purchase something that's pre-done? Get that. Wait for that. Doesn't work. What now? And... The better that we get at that, the better that we get at expanding these ideas and and continuing to to move in this mindset. And to know that a year ago, I was just like riding in a truck thinking, holy crap, this has got to work. And to now know myself as the person who's like, holy crap, This is going to work. And we're going to do a million more things like this. Let's go. Is such an amazing place to have grown to in a year. But it's all from just doing it and getting better at it. Understanding every decision is a risk. And you're going to move through a million of those in life. Is the growth. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hananess.channel on all socials, help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.